Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding, and today we are going to be talking about what answers do you need from your data? Or to put it another way, what questions should you be asking to ensure that you are getting the data that you need to ultimately help you improve your business in whatever manner that may mean? So I'm going to share some real questions that we get from customers who are onboarding with Elevar. We ask a question, what are you trying to get out of your Google Analytics? Uh, The question specifically is what are the top five questions you want answers from, from your Google Analytics data? And before we get into sharing some of the questions that we get in our onboarding form, I want to take a minute to talk about accurate data. And data accuracy does not mean the same thing to everybody. And if you are a customer of Elevar, or if you just know who we are, you likely see a lot of talk, even from us, about ensuring accurate data, ensuring we send 100% of conversions to each channel. And really for us, the two main jobs that we focus on is number one, ensuring that every channel that you connect through Elevar through our server-side integrations receives 100% of your conversions. And remember, a conversion is not just a purchase. A conversion could be an add to cart. It could be a view content, et cetera. And then the second job is ensuring that each conversion contains the maximum amount of user advanced matching data or customer data, depending on the channel nomenclature. But every conversion that we send to each channel has the maximum amount of data associated with that. So that could be product data, it could be order data, it could be customer data, it could be session-related data like UTMs, cookie values, et cetera. Those are the two main jobs. And When we talk about data accuracy, that is what we are striving for. But if we extract that out and just talk about accuracy of data, you might have this conversation with your team or agencies, partners, et cetera. And just you might mention in passing or hear in passing, I just don't trust our data. I don't think our data is accurate. I don't think Facebook is accurate. I don't think Google Analytics is accurate. I don't think Google Ads is accurate. Very, very subjective. And it's easy to assume when one person mentions accuracy that it means one thing versus what you might be assuming it means. So for example, when we say the term accurate data, does that mean that just transactions from Shopify to GA, Facebook, et cetera, match 100%? So every order in Shopify exists in GA. But if that conversion, so if all of those orders did not have any attribution data, those conversions are useless. They would be all direct none inside of GA. So that's an onion. That's a layer of the onion to peel back of it's not just conversions. It would be a potentially attribution data. When you are talking about just your paid attribution. So if we say, hey, I don't think my Google Analytics data is accurate. The person might be specifically focusing on their channel report, their source medium report. It could be they feel or you feel you have too much conversions or too much traffic being attributed to organic or referrals or affiliates and not enough attributed to Facebook or YouTube or TikTok, et cetera. 
that is another example of my data is not accurate and there is a, we need to go one layer deeper. So why is it not accurate? It could be landing pages. So my landing page report is not accurate or our geolocation data is not accurate. So our city, state, country data in Google Analytics is not accurate, which I'm going to share a story about that in a minute. It could be product conversion rate. So if you are using the native Shopify GA integration and someone just mentions in passing, hey, our Google Analytics data is not accurate, but that what they really mean is if they're focused on their product performance report, they could be looking at their product performance report and all of the purchase and enhanced e-commerce data is being attributed to their variance. So it's almost impossible to do any analysis on a product page when all of your data is scattered across different variants, when a product detail view only goes to the default variant, but if someone changes color, size, that will not trigger another view. So you end up with these wildly inaccurate, you know, 3,000 view to add to cart ratios or 5,000 view to purchase ratios for a product. And that's useless. Again, when someone mentions, I don't have accurate data or don't trust my data, we have to pull that out. So you have to pull that out of the person to really understand what are they referring to. So the story I mentioned with the geolocation, and this is something that we're working on as a company and as a team and trying to get better at this. We had a self-serve customer that was using Elevar for various destinations. And in our onboarding process, so when they were signing up, we essentially asked two questions. Number one, what are you trying to achieve today? And then number two, which is a free form field, is there anything else that you are trying to achieve with Elevar? And the freeform field stated, I want accurate Facebook conversion API data, and I want, um, I'm missing a bunch of transactions in GA. There's a big delta between Shopify and GA. So that was the essentially the open-ended form of what are you trying to achieve with LLVAR by signing up. And we achieved that for both Facebook conversion API and matching transactions in GA. We solved that. This particular customer had 100% of data in both. But what we learned was they were heavily reliant on the country dimension inside of Google Analytics. They had a multi, uh, five or six different countries that they were marketing in across one site. So they relied very heavily on the native Google Analytics country report to look at conversion rates by country, et cetera. And they and we and everyone have been hit by the iOS 15.5 plus version that essentially obfuscates the location data by the IP address or you know all these different things that we're seeing with Safari and iOS doing basically makes a lot of the geolocation data useless. And when I mean by useless, it's either not found or it could be the person's really in Germany or the UK, but GA is stating United States, and there's all kinds of crazy things that we've been seeing over the last couple of months. And if you drill down and you look at this data, it just doesn't make sense. It, the browser operating system, it's all iOS 15.5, 15.6. And there'll be a link in the show notes to an article by um, Analytics Ninja, who's one of the most well-known folks in the analytics space. And he released an article a couple of months ago. He did a really, really deep dive on Again, one of their customers flagged this geolocation data issue they're facing, and he did this whole deep dive on it and went through 
essentially coming to the same conclusion that we were and just going one step further, just segmenting data in and out and showing that through some visuals. They tried to solve it and uh, maybe partly solved it through some IP customization through a GTM server container. But regardless, it's still, it's not a fix. And this type of this type of report is going to get worse. Anyways, to come full circle back to the story, again, customers signed up. They wanted accurate Facebook conversion API data. They wanted Shopify and GA to match. We did that. And then it turns out they essentially viewed the Elevar product and solution that we offered as almost useless. Uh, so the perception turned from we solved the problem to now it's essentially a waste because they lost out on their country conversion data and that was something that they heavily relied on. So I share that as an example of just healing back the onion of what are you really going after? What questions are you trying to pull out of your Google Analytics data for you to optimize and run your business? And this is, wasn't the customer's fault, um, not necessarily, it was just a, a bad scenario to be in and uh, something that we really, they wouldn't have known until they got up and running and uh, looking at different options to go about that. So. Before I move on to the next story, something that we've been doing with some customers that are in this similar scenario of using country data is you can actually, you can send a, create a user scoped, if you're using UA, create a user, user scope custom dimension and on the purchase event, send the customer billing address. So you can send their city, state, country to custom dimensions. And that gives you a way to essentially get similar or if not the same conversion data by country, because that's that's not going to be obfuscated by iOS. That's custom dimensions in UA. In GA4, you don't need to create custom dimensions. You can just add additional user parameters in your GA4 tag and just assign, if you're using the Elevar data layer, just assign, uh, you know, create billing city, billing state, billing country as your user parameters, and then just assign those to the variables that we expose by default in our data layer. So that's uh, one story about data accuracy. And then the second one, I'll shift over to Facebook. And this one is, this is just a nuance of, of Facebook and no one will really, unless you are in the weeds on Facebook tracking every single day and almost every minute, hour of the day, it's easy to overlook something like this. So in this particular case, we had a headless customer, and this has come up multiple times with multiple customers, and they're looking at the event deduplication data in your event overview for a purchase or an add to cart conversion, et cetera. It doesn't really matter. It's the same. Let's just, let's just assume we're talking about the purchase conversion and the pixel. So if you think about the event ID or external ID or the FBP, so there's three parameters that Facebook will show as of today, as of September, <laughs> this could change in the future. But they're showing three parameters that they use to uh, deduplicate uh, different events. And if the pixel has 80%, so for all of your purchase events, if you only have 80% of your pixel purchase events that have an external ID, but your conversion API events, you have 100% of the external ID. So again, pixel shows 80%, conversion API shows 100%, your overlap. So there is an overlap column. So there's the deduplication keys. You have your dedupe keys, event ID from the pixel, from the conversion API, and then overlap. So again, if the pixel has 80% and Cappy has 100%, the overlap, you'll never see the overlap greater than 80% because the pixel is maxed out at 80%. So in this case, for this customer, they were looking for the overlap to be at minimum 90% and wanted it to be 100% overlap. 
And it's just, it's a nuance of reporting in Facebook where you can't, like, you, you just, if the conversion API is sending more purchase data than a pixel, again, that 8,100, you'll never see a 90% overlap. And this is a nuance of the way that Facebook is calculating that overlap percentage. And again, pulling out what matters to you, what is accurate data, what does that mean to you in the realm of Facebook purchase deduplication parameters? And it's, I want an overlap of 90%. That may or may not be able to happen or may or may not be achievable based on the pixel versus CAPI event capture rate. So that is in the weeds, but it's showing, again, as, as we go through these scenarios with so many customers on a daily basis and what's accurate, accuracy to one person is completely different from someone else. So that's two stories. Now I'm going to share some real questions that we get from customers in our onboarding form just to demonstrate how different people think about what they're trying to get. So what questions are they trying to answer out of their data? And you might relate to some of these. You may be inspired by some of these. You may have questions on how to achieve some of these. All right, so customer number one, what are the top five questions you want answers for from Google Analytics data? Their number one is, what pages take the longest time to load on the website? Number two, what are the main drop-off drop off points on our website? Is it the product page, the cart drawer, so i.e. the mini cart, collection pages, et cetera? What is our conversion rate? What is our conversion rate for a specific product? This goes back to that example I talked about with a product performance report. You really can't get that out of the native Shopify GA integration because everything goes down to the variant. So what's our conversion rate for a specific product? Where is our traffic coming from? And then the last, last answer for them, last question, is something that we are currently tracking broken on our website? And if it is, can you alert us if it's broken? So that's customer number one. These questions, I really like these because it goes from page speed performance, so understanding that page speed does impact performance, down to funnel analysis, so where are the big drop-offs on our site, down to product conversion rate, which is certainly a very popular one that we see. And then finally, going to monitoring. So how, how do we know something is, that we're currently tracking is broken? So in this case, you can use Google Analytics built-in alerts for universal analytics. You could, if you're an LLVAR customer and you have our server-side tracking set up, you could rely on our monitoring and alerts. So those that's customer number one and those five questions. Customer number two, what are the top five questions you want answers for from your Google Analytics data? Answer or question number one for them. A few of these, sorry, I was reading their initial, uh, initial statement. What portions, buttons on our product detail pages get the most least interaction? Event tracking. A plug for Elevar, a plug for a Chrome extension. This is the easiest way to answer that question is making sure if you are trying to understand what's happening on your PDP page is you get event tracking set up so you can understand and answer that question yourself of are people clicking on our videos? Are people clicking on reviews? Are people clicking on the size guide? Are people clicking on our image gallery? Are people clicking on UGC? Whatever it might be. Question number two that they're trying to get answered. What interactions on the PDPs lead to a conversion most frequently. So these two are very similar. Uh, and this is where if you just look at heat maps, so think about like the hot jars and others of the world, if you don't tie conversion data to the interactions, you could say heat map or everyone's clicking on the video, but no one's clicking on the UGC content or the thumbnails. 
But if you don't, if you can't view conversion rate data associated with that, you might say, oh, everyone's clicking on video. We add that video. Great. That's doing exactly what we want it to do. But if the people clicking on the video convert three times less than people who are clicking on UGC, that's going to impact in a negative way. It's going to impact your product conversion rate. So this is where event tracking comes in. Uh, Hotjar you can actually use. You can send conversion data if you are using our pre-built container in Elevar. We have a bunch of those additional tags and parameters associated with those events. So be sure that you are looking not just at click behavior on a particular page, but also conversion rate data for that. Next question they are looking to answer. How are users interacting with our mobile navigation? This is another easy event tracking example. What is the most common journey by channel? What are the most common journeys that lead to conversion within each channel? This is another pretty cool, but could be pretty difficult. And this would be one we'd want to extract out. Okay, what do you mean by a journey? Is it, do you want to understand if TikTok is driving email or SMS signups or is TikTok driving people right to uh, right to product, add to cart, initiate checkout, et cetera? So what is a journey? Journey likely means something different to different brands. The last question is, what effect does source medium have on interaction with the site? So is a particular channel driving more engagement, some more engaged behavior than other channels. And this is where GA4, I think over time, you know, to be honest with you, no one's look, no, no one, at least that I know is really using GA4 today. I don't see that changing for the rest of the year, but I can see in the future where the engaged session metric inside of GA4 may help answer in a, at a glance view of a report and source medium of seeing what channels are driving more engaged sessions. All right, next customer, what are the top five questions you want answers for from your Google Analytics data? Number one, to know when a conversion rate changes within the funnel between conversion goals. Can we create an alert when a big change happens so we are notified of potential site issues? So if I were to translate this, I'm thinking they want to know when the product view to add to cart or add to cart to initiate checkout when those micro funnels change. So if they're add to cart, initiate checkout, it's typically 50%. They want to know when it drops down to 30%. This is awesome. I love this one. If you have been in, around the world of Elevar or a customer for long enough, this is what our old insights feature that we don't have anymore in the app. But this insights, our old insights feature, in large part was built to answer this question. We would take all of the GA data and essentially rebuild it into a trend. So we look at, I think the top six cards on our insights page was to basically chart your, these micro funnels. So session to product view, product view to add to cart, add to cart to initiate checkout, initiate checkout to purchase and see how those trend over time. So this is a pretty cool one. And again, notice how the trend between different customers, they want to be alerted. They want to be notified when something changes. The next question, what campaigns are driving sales for each product? So this is one that you can get from Google Analytics. This is also one an answer that Google Analytics might not be the, the tool to answer this question in depth or in a very easy manner. You may want to look at a tool like Dacity or others that could help answer this. The next question or last question for this particular customer, what are the typical paths or touch points a customer takes before purchasing? This is another one, event tracking. So are they coming in on a landing page and then watching a video and then are they doing reading the about page or whatever it might be, what's the typical path and touch point a customer takes before purchasing? This is another 
I love this question. I also wish I could snap my fingers and have a magical tool that answer this in a very easy way. This is a hard one. And we've seen the behavior path flows in UA and GA4 has the behavior path flows. And those are just, they're really hard for me. I don't do the best job at trying to extract insights out of the behavior flow reports. But how could you get here with this? Adding event tracking. And then you can start looking at a page-by-page basis of what events are driving the highest conversion on, on a particular page. So people that click a size guide on a product page, it's a conversion rate 10%, while people who don't click on that is a conversion rate 4 or 5%. And there's other tools out there that might uh, potentially help with this of, again, making this really easy. There's been a few customers in the past, it's been a while, but where we had send this path data to a custom dimension in GA, and that was one way that we were able to just in a, in a table row report answer this. But this is another, again, if we go back to the, the data accuracy question is if they're just analyzing general traffic and source medium, accurate data to this particular question or customer might be, I want to see the full path of purchase and I want to see my top 10 paths. So what are people doing in the top 10 that have a minimum of you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 conversions per? All right, our next customer What are the top five questions you want answers for from your Google Analytics data? Number one, what metrics should be tracked daily versus monthly? And is it worth segmenting and viewing by mobile desktop? These are great questions. That's it. These are just great questions uh, to understand. The next question, what attribution model should we put in place for our AdWords campaigns? This is another really good question. And this, again, if we think about the data accuracy and asking the right questions or asking better questions, this is a great one. And Google Analytics may not be the best tool to ultimately derive AdWords attribution, but in any case, pretty cool, uh, pretty good question and certainly something with Google Ads, you can set up multiple conversions and we see many customers do this where they'll have one conversion that's set to first touch, another conversion that's a secondary conversion that's set to last touch, one that's data-driven, one that's looking back 30 days, 90 days, et cetera. So you can create, you can send multiple purchase conversions to Google Ads and have different attribution settings for each, and then use that to compare and extract different insights. The next question from this customer, are our bounce rates high? They're just looking for a simple benchmark and how do we compare to others? The next question, they are looking for their checkout and cart funnel to be sure that is set up and tracking accurately. And again, if you are using the native Shopify GA, it just doesn't come with a checkout funnel. The checkout funnel in GA Universal Analytics with ShopPay and all these other ways that folks are getting into checkout or customers are getting to checkout, it's kind of an old way to analyze the, you know, it's not like a strict path where they're going through every single step in a linear fashion. So this could be a GA4 example of creating different funnels uh, for GA4 that are potentially open loop funnels. And the last question from this customer is, what product categories are viewed, purchased most, and then segmenting these categories? So this is enhanced e-commerce. This is a question we get quite a bit with, especially with our server-side GA and those relying on a product type for uh, product categorization. So data accuracy. So if we... If this is something that someone's looking for, you can either, you can import your product categories into Universal Analytics and this essentially flushes out your enhanced e-commerce data. 
But not everyone, if we, if we think about a couple of customer questions ago where they were looking for their product conversion rate, so conversion rate by product, this particular customer is looking at conversion rate by product category. So that's a slightly different view that they're looking for, a slightly different, accurate report that they're looking for. Last customer and their set of questions, what are the top five questions that you want answers for from your Google Analytics data? Number one, what type of users are visiting and what are the user attributes that are converting? This is another question that I love. And user attributes could be, what campaign are they coming from? Are they prospecting a remarketing campaign? It could be demographics. So are they going through a quiz? If it's a makeup brand and they're going through a quiz, are there different questions and answers that they're answering during a quiz that they can distinguish and pull out into analysis and potentially pull that and use that in marketing? I can go on and on about this one. I, I, I love this question. A Diamondback truck covers a, a customer of ours for a long time. They sell truck covers. The name gives it away and they have a truck finder. So you select what make and model. So Ford F-150 and the year, et cetera. And then you are essentially matched to a product. So this that is a great example of user attributes that convert better. So does Ford F-150 convert more than you know, Chevy or Toyota Tundra, whatever it might be? And you can potentially use that in graphics and promotions, et cetera. All right, next question that this customer has, where are they coming from? Again, this is that source medium channel analysis. Um, and the next question they have is, what content on my website is influencing customers toward conversion? And the content on the site, this again can largely be answered through event tracking. So just making sure that different banners and promos and just all of your content across the site, you have that tracked. And then you can look at your event tracking data in GA. So are people clicking on your hero banner? Are people clicking on promo banners on your collection page or in-grid collection page banners? Are those leading to conversions? So another great question, and just to tie this together with data accuracy, I don't think my Google Analytics data is accurate, and it could be this particular customer is looking for how is their content leading to conversions, and they don't see that data in GA or don't see that report in GA. So those are examples of questions that are direct from our customers. And hopefully, if, if I just tie this together and we start thinking about the, the beginning, so what answers do you need from your data? It comes down to just asking better questions and being very clear on what you are looking for. So if you are working amongst your team or you have folks working for you and you're looking for them to perform in a certain manner is what questions are you wanting to answer so then you can articulate in a very clear manner what the expectations are. And this is a pretty easy one. Just if you ask better questions, there's a great book. It's either, I think it's The Road Less Stupid. If you haven't read it, it's a really, really good book. And it's all about just essentially a lot of, a big part of it is just asking better questions, taking time to sit down for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and just ask better questions on different problems that you're trying to solve. So that's it for today. It is about questions, answers, accuracy, and just getting a little bit more clear. I hope this was helpful. And if you have any feedback, good or bad, please send me a message, email, LinkedIn, message me, tweet me, whatever, whatever your form of social media is. I'd love your feedback. Appreciate it. And if you know anyone that might 
enjoy this podcast, whether it's this episode or last week's on the Facebook Conversion API or our headless site speed, whatever it might be, if you know anyone that would enjoy this, I'd really appreciate the share and uh, keep this momentum going with uh, the Conversion Tracking Playbook podcast. That's it for today. I will talk to you next week and have a great week. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcasts. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again. Thanks again.